0: Well, welcome to another uh, edition of imparting.org. Today we have with us Aaron Hicks, one of our elders. We have Martin Manchego, who is our associate pastor for Hispanic Ministries, one of our deacons. And we have Shane Moore, who is taking on the membership ministry. And that's what we're going to talk about today, membership. Uh, What is church membership? Why is it important? And we probably need to define terms first, right? Yes,
1: it. Say biblical because the word is not, uh, b- membership is oh, not in the gonna Bible. you're going to
0: throw that out there, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not biblical. Okay. I mean, it's not in the Bible.
2: Neither is the Trinity.
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> so is it biblical? I'm totally sure is. You're totally it is. sure it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's start by defining membership. I think we have a tendency to use this term and people have a lot of different definitions. Mm-hmm. Um, is church membership, uh, akin to being a member of a Rotary Club or a, a particular business organization.
1: Yeah, I think uh, being a member of a church is committed to a body that uh, you you allow yourself to be involved in. You allow people to come into your life, and you also commit to come into the life of other people, imparting in the Word, imparting the lives, as we said uh, again and again. Uh, we can see this in the Bible. At least I can see some examples of it. When in Acts, we see that some people are connected to a, a, to a congregation. Correct. Um, we see that when Paul say goodbye in some letters or John say goodbye in some letters and he said, say hi to this person, they are connected to that church. It's not that people are just going around to one church this Sunday, one other group another Sunday. No, they are connected in a way that even when writers have not have contact with some people will say, say hi to these people because I know that person goes to church and I know that you are shepherding these people. And also when Christ will come back, he will uh, demand their your pastors how they take care of their sheep, how the pastors know who are their sheep in some way membership help us in that way so that we can know uh, that is my responsibility. That person is who I need to take care.
0: Okay. So there's, there is uh, an ingredient. There's a sense in membership that a believer is to be connected to a local fellowship of believers connected. I would say committed to mm-hmm. a local Amen. fellowship. So not, not attending a particular worship service uh, not just where uh, he or she sends their money, but they are actually, can we say, doing life together in a committed relationship?
1: Yes, and okay. it's not—it's not like we may understand a membership on, on, a, on a club or a membership in a, in a city or something that you get benefits and privileges. You know, yeah. you get benefits from membership in the Bible but it's not a, it's not responsibilities. A yeah. But you also have responsibilities as, uh, as I think maybe on other memberships are, but in, in, in contrast with the memberships that the world will offer in clubs or pubs or something, mm-hmm. uh, everything it's about my pleasure on the other places. Right. And if I find another place, I, I will, I will leave that because I want the other place.
2: So those memberships are for consumers. Is what yes. We're saying.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And the membership in the Bible is, is not related to that. It's, it's related to the glory so of God. A, I it's I a grow.
2: two-way street,
0: mm-hmm. okay? And and we know, people say, well, I don't see the word membership in the Bible, but we do see that churches had lists. You know, do not put uh, an older woman on the list unless she has been dot, 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 mm-hmm. you know, list for caring for her. So they had lists. They We might say it this way. The church knew who was in and who was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would we say that, especially the New Testament church, that baptism was not just an outward sign of an inward change. It was not just saying, I'm now a follower of Jesus Christ, but it was one's entrance into a community of believers. Okay. So the church knew who was hers and, and, and uh, in baptism was affirming... a a credible profession of faith Mm -hmm. was affirming that as far as we can tell, this person uh, understands the gospel and has committed themselves uh, to follow Jesus Christ. Those two things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was the church that did that. Someone didn't just, you know, uh, baptize their son at home in the bathtub and say, okay, now he's a Christian. I mean, they were committing themselves to a local body of believers. Mm Okay. Okay. It seems to have been lost today.
2: Yeah. Um, we also see in scripture uh, church discipline. So we, we see that churches are, are instructed on how to put someone out of the church. So, you know, the argument for is is church membership biblical? Um, well, if you're, you're out of something, you're not in something. You also see elders are called to be responsible for their sheep. One elder can't be responsible for all the Christians in the world, so they mm-hmm. are responsible for their sheep when we see that the sheep are called to submit to their elders Mm -hmm. i can't submit to every elder of every christian church in the world Um, and so you do see a biblical argument and very early in the new testament church you see groups of people that what we would call today covenanted with one another Um, as believers. Mm -hmm. They were responsible to the leaders, leaders were responsible to them. So I would say 100% it's a biblical argument. You can't
0: put someone out of a fellowship of believers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Someone decides they're going to leave their wife and run off with their secretary and you have to remove them from membership. You can't remove them from membership if they have not committed in membership. Exactly. Okay. And what the church is doing at that point is they putting them, their excommunion excommunicating, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're barring them from the Lord's table, which is a week, which is a weekly or a regular fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, the, the church does not determine salvation, nor does the church take away salvation. But as we, as we learn uh, in Matthew 16 through 18, the church uh, binds and looses. It reflects mm-hmm. what we see mm-hmm. to be true. We are bringing someone into uh, fellowship, because we believe they have a credible profession of faith. We only put them out after having pursued them, and they choose not to leave their sin, and they appear to no longer have a credible profession of faith. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So we, I think, what I'm trying to do is set parameters and say, let's just all acknowledge whether the word membership is there or not. Mm-hmm. That in fact, membership is very, very much there and very functional. Mm-hmm. So then this brings up the question, how do we do it? Well, how do we do do it? I I think even before that, why do people not want to do it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because we got to start there because anytime you start to talk about, here's how we do it. Yeah. People are like, well, yeah, but I don't want to become a member. So, I mean, okay. Let me just be just completely honest here as a pastor when someone says, hey, I don't want to become a member. I just want to come to your church. I'm like, but you expect me to be here every week. And you right. expect me to come visit you in the hospital. You expect me to feed you the word of God, but you don't want to have any commitment. I mean, soccer teams require more commitment than yeah, that. <laughs> exactly.
2: Same reason that uh, I would never uh, commit to paying for a membership at a golf course. That required me to work for free. <laughs> Right. and then just submit myself uh, to the, the golf pro. Right. That doesn't sound like a good deal. Right,
3: right. And that's what I see it as. I see it as a tool that is being used to um, set expectations to what they're truly committing to. So when people kind of butt against that, it means that they're butting against commitment. Mm-hmm. And So that's what uh, Martin just said, was that when they butt against that commitment, it means that they just don't want to join a healthy church.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we have to realize there is... <sighs> When someone says, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, see membership as important. Mm-hmm. Really what they're saying is I don't want to have to commit. Let's just be honest with that.
2: And I don't want to be shepherded. I don't want to be shepherded. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: And that's, and thus, I think is a sickness of our generation. We want to receive, but we don't want to give. We want to, um, it's consumerism. Yeah. yeah we it's want, we want consumerism. We want what we want and we don't want tell people, tell us what to do. And, um, and I, and I think uh, that's why membership is important. More to teach about membership in this
0: generation. So I like to respond to someone, and, and I think it's a positive sense. Why would you not want to commit yourself to a healthy local body of believers? Why, why would you not want to? And and I haven't heard a good answer for yeah, that. Yet. There's not a good one. <laughs> I, I hear a lot of, I don't have to, or I don't see it as important. It's like, okay, I get all that, but... Why would you not want to?
3: I'm scared what you're going to see if I'm that transparent. Uh, yeah, it's I what- think, okay. So if we could
0: set that kind of aside and then just fast forward a little bit, I think the, the, the benefits, not that we want to sell benefits, but doing life together in a committed covenantal relationship is not only what we were saved for, but it is the greatest blessing this side of heaven. Mm -hmm. God did not have to give us a local body of believers with which to do life and advance his kingdom together. He didn't have to give us that, Mm -hmm. and yet he did. It's so great. But let's talk practicals, because I think it's even hard for people to understand because maybe they have attended... uh, uh, a large church. Maybe they don't have relationships. Maybe it just feels fearful. I want to acknowledge all that. Uh, so I thought we could share what we do and and how it is just so endearing uh, to to those who come into and commit to our fellowship. So let's talk about membership. Yep. Okay. Uh,
1: how, how do we manage the person that comes uh, maybe two, four Sundays and come and say, pastor, I, w- I think I would like to be a member. What would you say, Aaron?
2: What would I say? Yes. I said, that's awesome. Uh, why don't you join me as I serve? So I think the principle that we, um, I'll say, have had success with, that sounds a little worldly there, but the principle that we use is call them early to serve so they know what we are saying the Christian church looks like. Yeah. So there's we don't, a
0: service aspect.
2: There's there. a service aspect. There's an educational aspect. Right. And then we have a a formal program, if you will, where someone is assigned to take them through, um, our, our membership instruction. So, mm-hmm. um, usually that consists of reading a book about, uh, what is, what is church membership, um, could be, what is the gospel depending on the individual, mm-hmm. then going through, you know, the normal stuff, the church bylaws, belief statements. Um, but by the time we get to the end of the membership process, we want them to know what we are calling Christians to do. What we don't want to do is be afraid of scaring people off and then bringing them in bringing them in as members and then when we go to shepherd them they realize that's not what they signed up for
0: right we're really yeah. calling people to join us in great commission work in making disciple making disciples yeah so once we clarify that membership is not um i'm part of this worship service that I attend once a week. No, 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 that's not it at all. And it's part of it. But what we're saying is we're actually calling you to join us in making disciple, making disciples. And we would say there's three S's uh, in in our commitment. There's um, S, meaning Sunday service, Sundays. Uh, When you're in town, and uh, you're not ill. We want you to be with the body of Christ when she worships, okay? Uh, second would be small groups. We don't we don't think it's fair to preach at you if we can't pastor you, so we mm-hmm. want you in a small group. And then three would be service, those three S's. That, that's what we would describe as doing life together and doing Great Commission worship. Now, Aaron mentioned something. We used to do this by having uh, a Sunday school class, and we would take people through six or seven Sunday school classes where we would explain... Um, uh, our doctrinal statement, what we believe, um, our, our constitution, how we're governed, and our covenant, how we live together. Those are kind of the three mm-hmm. aspects of it. And we would go through and explain the doctrine. We would explain what it, it looks like to do life together, how we're governed, etc. cetera. Uh, we'd go through the ordinances. And then at the end of that, people would write their testimony. Uh, they would do a checkout dinner with the uh, the elders. We would answer any questions. We would ask them questions. And then we would present them before the body and we would uh, bring them into membership by reading our covenant together. Uh, Shane, maybe you could explain what we've changed, what we're exploring, and and maybe some of the benefits to that.
3: Yes, absolutely. So as Aaron touched upon, when someone does come up to you and and says, hey, I'd like to be a a member, um, we say, that's great. Obviously, we, we bring them into the service aspect, but we try and find a partner that would be good Uh, to take that person through. So if that's a couple, we try and find another couple in the church um, that we believe would be best suited to to pair them up. And I think what we've seen is a lot of those couples aren't the natural couples that would probably find friendships with that person when they become a member. So if a 20-year-old couple came through the door and wanted to be a member, we're not necessarily setting them up with another 20-year-old couple, newly married. We're going to set them up with maybe people that have been married for 20 years just to develop kind of a relationship. Um, and we've just seen great success from that. And And
0: that couple would then take them through the same curriculum
3: basically. Yes, absolutely. So those seven lessons that you talked about that we would have done prior, um, in an equipping hour, um, or a Sunday school, um, we're now taking them through, uh, during the week one on one. And it just allows a, a better kind of conversation you then see what people truly believe um you're probably not going to get that in a sunday school full of 30 people but at a dinner table you're definitely going to say this is where i believe this is my testimony you're just going to have lots of different aspects of conversation there martin
2: mm-hmm.
0: right, what type of discipleship relationships are being developed out of this new method
1: well i think uh um for 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 what i have seen it's a uh, this deep relationships. Um, our friendship is not based on every Sunday morning. Our, our friendship is it's everyday. Everyday, you know. So I see I, I see my wife calling uh, Barbara, and we are also calling some other brothers in the church and sisters and Esther um, daily. And we will say sometimes, hey, hey, it's, it's Wednesday. We have small group to, tonight, but what about Friday? Let's have some coffee, or let's go just. Um, Walk, you know, just, uh, I saw something in your house that, that maybe need to be uh, moved. If you need help, you can count with me. Uh, and we just build relationships, personal relationships. It's not just the course. Uh, it's not just, uh, we're exemplifying what is membership. About. So
0: by the time someone actually stands and joins, uh, there, there's already some 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 ties that bind, so yeah. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: it, it also, uh, I think membership needs from the person who wants to join, to be willing to be corrected Mm -hmm. and, and being, uh, that someone else involved in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I see as a, as, that's the biggest problem for this generation that we are so individualistic. We want to manage our own life. We want to manage our own schedule. No one else wants to touch it, uh, has to touch it. So I govern my life. My agenda Mm -hmm. is my queen and, uh, and I don't want to do anything else, but, when you come to membership, you will have those calls, you will have those comments, you will have some pe- people that will come and exhort you, but you will also have encouragement. You, will know, you won't be alone in the moments of suffering. Yeah. You won't be alone when you have to move. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, you, you know, you know, we, we are specialists in, in moving. We're specialists in, <laughs> right. in, in making food for 100 people, you know, because we're so together in, in, in the body that it's, it's, it's making this result of hospitality providing everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's a great thing that, that we have experienced by practicing good membership.
0: I mean, I, again, I don't, we, we, we want to stand against consumerism. And yet there, there is a, a piece of me, if people could taste mm-hmm. the blessing of this, man, they would never kick back.
2: It is a joy to give up ourselves when we have the joy of fellowship, true fellowship. Um, so it doesn't, the cost grows smaller and smaller to self. I right. would say that the more that you learn to love the church body. Right. Yeah.
1: But it's also to understand that we have believed a lie, the lie that if you domain your life and if you do not dispose yourself to other ones, you will be happy and you'll be yeah. better. Yeah. We, we have believed a lie, but the Bible says that we are to to grow in communion. When you said, I, I prefer to be Sunday sleeping until all day, <laughs> or I prefer to be Saturday just in my couch watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then someone else says, Let's, we're, we're going to be moving Saturday. Could you help us in the morning? Uh, you may be tired. 7am is oh, okay. I'll go. Mm-hmm. But whenever you arrive and there's all your brothers and sisters helping mm-hmm. there, man, this is a great, great encouragement. You will stay longer than you were thinking because yeah. you love that because you have the Holy
0: spirit. Aaron share with us, you know, you, you came, uh, you, you came to us at a seminary. You came from a, uh, very sound church and, and yet it, it took a while to kind of understand what we were trying to do here discipleship-wise. Uh, maybe maybe share your progress, your, 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 your change of thinking.
2: Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I would say coming in to Metro, I, I still wore the lenses of self when I viewed church. And what I mean by that is church was still something on the periphery of my life that I could consume. Um, we, we kind of talked about the difference between membership and a sports club and, and, you know, membership at the church. I was somewhere in between and I didn't quite understand that Christ actually called Christians to view their whole lives through the lens of serving other believers in the church. This is how they will know that you love me is by the way that you serve one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a process has been a process for me to continually go back to how does this impact my Christian brothers and sisters? My decisions impact my Christian brothers and sisters. So it's, it's, it's consistently putting new lenses on through my glasses. The way that I see the world is dictated through, church. And, and that's what we read in the new Testament. They were, their lives revolved around fellowship and service and teaching, breaking bread. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't have as much to give up. I think that's the, the, you know, the, um, the challenge of today, we have a lot more things to give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it feels like it costs us more. Uh, but once your mind is renewed to what church actually looks like, um, uh, cannot describe the comfort and joy and excitement that I have to every day know my best friends are my brothers and sisters in Christ that go to my church. Yeah. Um, and one thing that you said to me, um, you may not have realized it, but it, it made a huge impact when I was going through the el- eldership process. You said that um, you have to realize that we're elders first, then we're friends. And the only way that this works is we're churchmen and we're churchwomen first, then we're friends. We're deacons and elders first, then we're friends, and that's how, um, that's how the church is designed. That we we worship God and serve God first, and our friendship out flows out from that, right? And so yeah. we when we have that mindset. We really do grow in sanctification and love for the body of Christ.
1: I remember I remember when we uh, were members in a church in Peru, and well, in the church in Peru, we were like there were like uh, maybe eighty members in the church. And uh, there was there was only five people that had a car because we normally go in buses or walking uh, to the church. And, and I remember these uh, men of church that have been serving for 10 years. Now they were 26, 27. And now they they were like in a good moment in their life. They had a better economy and they will think, OK, I want to buy a car. OK, um, and they will think, OK, um, what is what I like? What I like is this car, you know, it's this small car, sport, all that. But then they will, they will come to us and they will say like, uh, but I want to take the brothers and sisters in the church to their houses and go for lunch and go for dinner. And there is always this big problem of, yeah, but we have to talk too much, walk well, too much. And, and this man will buy a, almost a van. <laughs> <laughs> and, and say, like, you you drive alone every day a band to go to work. And so he will say, like, yeah, but Sundays I can take people to church. Right. You know, or a man, when he buy a house, uh, instead of pay, buying a game room, mm-hmm. he will say, no, that's a room for missionaries and brothers in the church. And yep. now it just, like, that's the consideration that yep. comes with membership. You, you become a man of the church.
2: Everyday yeah. decisions.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and, it, and it, it doesn't always come naturally. It, it, it does come with sharpening. And even when we're all hitting, you know, on all cylinders, or we think we are, you know, sometimes there's there's a little bit of correction in things we don't see. Mm-hmm. But but I tell you, when you understand that your brothers and sisters in Christ um, love you with a godlike love, doing what is best for you, regardless of the cost, uh, I mean, there's no greater joy. There, mm-hmm. there really isn't, you know. And then you start to see, you know, as John said, you start to see your spiritual children follow Christ, and you start to see sons and daughters of the church. And you start to see them then marry well, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's great. And you start mm-hmm. to think, what did I give up for this? Yeah. You know, started, <laughs> you started to, yeah. start
2: to see people selling their houses and moving closer. To it moving of, closer. That, yeah. That's not always <laughs> right. possible, but. And showing
0: up at my door
1: all the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. That's
1: right. And one thing about membership is also that the pastors know how to, which people they need to protect. Right. So how do we protect through discipline? Can we talk about that?
0: Yeah, so that, that's for a fair question. We talked about discipline earlier. I think that's just shocking to a lot of people if you don't really understand the process. So um, if I could just take just a couple of minutes. You know, the process is laid out in Matthew 18, uh, verses uh, 15 through 18. And it talks about if your brother's overtaken in a trespass, um, you know, one person should go to him in private, okay? In a, in a spirit of Galatians 6.1, uh, each one look into yourself, you know, uh, first and making sure that, you know, you're, you, that you're, your heart is clean, that you're not in sin, that you're doing this for the right reason. And I think you go in such a manner of, of assuming the best. Hey, did you, uh, did you realize you spoke this way to your wife? Did you realize that you, you um, perhaps got angry or you, you, you misrepresented Christ? And then it says if that person, you know, rejects the counsel and, and doesn't repent, when you bring someone else to them. The point is that, that there is a long process, a consistent but a long process of one and then two. And then only after they don't listen do you have the, the the body of Christ in relationship pursue them. And it's it's for their restoration, for their repentance. And it is only at the fourth step, after they refuse to listen even to the church. Uh, that you're saying, look, they they no longer represent Christ. They are choosing their sin, and uh, and so therefore, Christ's bride uh, must be kept pure. And so you remove them, but you're longing for them to return. That door is always open with the key of repentance. And so, um, I, I think about it as as a, as a parent. Okay, what kind of parent would I be if I only? encouraged my kid but i never corrected them or i never pursued them when they went into danger and that's Mm -hmm. what this is this is a loving thing this is not a controlling thing this is a loving thing this is caring for someone's soul and again because as elders we're going to give an account for those who are in our care Mm um we've got on our website uh where we've we've preached on this and we've talked about the practicals and um and I think having a multiplicity of elders and shepherds where this is not one person making these decisions, but it is, is collectively a, a group of men pursuing in love with the great hope of repentance and every opportunity for repentance. It is only then that we have to separate someone from the body.
1: And someone will, will, might say, yeah, but that is not loving. If you are really the body of Christ, you need to let the Holy spirit to work in that person. And you need to love. And, uh, I can tell you what I have seen in a lot of men that do not want to discipline someone. Um, it, I mean, it's we need to be very careful when we talk about discipline. And sometimes uh, we want to discipline too too fast. You know, we just want discipline immediately because we are angry about the sin of someone. But as we, as we follow with these principles that you have shared with us, there is a moment where we have to discipline, practice the excommunication of someone to protect the body.
0: Yeah, membership is the, also protect the name of Christ too. Yes, and, and
1: protect the because um what I have seen is normally if you do not if you allow someone that is acting in, in rebellion, you know, because that's that's the thing that is discipline, really rebellion. Right. Like, okay, I have been exhorted, I know that I'm sinning. I don't want to repent, I don't want to obey, but I want to keep coming to church. Mm-hmm. What happens is that people by seeing that think, oh, so that's a normal Christian life. I can live re- rebelliously and keep living in that way and keep my sin in my life and still be a member, still come to church so I can be a carnal Christian.
0: Yeah. There's a great example, you know, um, looking at, I believe, the, the man in Second Corinthians where it talks about restore such a one. I believe that is the man who in 1 Corinthians where Paul says, remove remove him from the body. And to see repentance, to see someone who is restored is, is just it's so exciting and God gets all the glory. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, though, we have to be obedient and pursue someone in love. But should they not leave their sin, should they refuse to 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 leave their sin, um, then, then we do have to do that, as uh, which is most loving. And that is um, remove them from communion with the body and yet pray for their repentance. Yeah, so. I think
2: something that we talk about a lot is keeping short accounts. So I think it's fair to say that you know ninety nine point nine percent of quote unquote church discipline is basic shepherding, like shepherding one on one. Yeah, the elders Maybe. never
0: know about it. it's one on one. Hey, People notice
2: this. So I, am I seeing it rightly? Um, approaching person like like you said in the Galatians six fashion, mm-hmm. um, and repentance. Is observed. You know, we say that shepherding is exposing rebellion or affecting repentance. It is the normative part of a Christian life. So the normative part of Christian life is the first phase. And when we're doing that faithfully, we don't get to phase four very often. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think where we're going wrong is our, our church, our, our men and our women are too fearful of men. The fear of man is driving them to be passive because they're... A, afraid of looking bad, uh, be afraid of losing friends. Um, and so you have love of self is trumping our love for the church.
0: Well, and let me leave us with this illustration. Can you imagine being uh, the parent of a teenager uh, who was falling into rebellion? Okay, so there's times of encouragement. There's also times of exhortation. Can you imagine never correcting that teenager? Mm-hmm. And that teenager getting to a point where uh, he would go out and um, get drunk, uh, do drugs, sleep with his girlfriend, and then come home and have a warm bed and a warm meal, and you never said anything to him, and you never kept short accounts, you never loved on him, corrected him, shepherded him, what kind of parent would you be to start to enable that sin, okay? So the problem is, yeah, you you understand, the last thing you want to do is put him out of the house, Okay. But it might come to that. But my concern would be, why did you not shepherd him along the way? Why did you not keep the short accounts? Why did you not warn him of the danger of sin? Why did you not say, hey, it's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. You're not going to come do that.
2: Because we love ourselves more than we want to honor God. That's
0: exactly it. So people always complain about the last step. Oh, that looks harsh. That looks harsh. I I want to complain about the first three. Why are you not parenting? Yeah. You know? Yep. So... Well, good discussion. Let's continue this. Uh, Membership, I would say, is absolutely essential. There's no good membership without relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Appreciate you guys.